0: Heavenly Father Yahweh, thank you for another day of life, and thank you for waking us up another day healthy and strong. Father, Father, we pray as we read through this word tonight, Father, that we pray that your spirit guides us through it. Father, we pray that you give us the understanding that you want us to have. We thank you for your son, and we thank you for all that he's done. Yeshua, we thank you for laying down your life for our sins, and we thank you for showing us the way and making the door open for us. But we pray as we go through the night, Father, that you just guide us once again. And we thank you for everything. And we pray for forgiveness for all of our sins. And we pray for the sick, the needy, the poor, the hungry, the widow, the orphan. we pray for the world to repent and come back to your ways. I pray all these things through your son, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Start in Leviticus 6.
1: Leviticus
0: 6.
2: We're going to end with a goodie tonight,
3: too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to read from Baruch. Baruch? Mm -hmm. Baruch.
2: All right, Leviticus 6 says, The Lord spoke to Moses when someone sins and offends the Lord by deceiving his neighbor in regard to a deposit, a security, or a robbery, or defrauds his neighbor, or finds something lost and lies about it, or swears falsely. about any of the sinful things a person may do. do. Once he has sinned and acknowledged his guilt, he must return what he stole or defrauded or the deposit entrusted to him or the lost item he found or anything else about which he swore falsely. He must make full restitution for it and add a fifth of its value to it. He is to pay it to its owner on the day he acknowledges his guilt. Then he must bring his restitution offering to the Lord An unblemished ram from the flock, according to your assessment of its value as a restitution offering to the priest. In this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf before the Lord, and he will be forgiven for anything he may have done to incur guilt. The Lord spoke to Moses, command Aaron and his sons. This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering itself must remain on the altar's hearth all night until morning while the fire of the altar is kept burning on it. The priest is to put on his yeah, put on his linen robe and linen undergarments. He is to remove the ashes of the burnt offering the fire has consumed on the altar and place them besides the altar. Then he must take off his garments, put on other clothes, and bring the ashes outside the camp to a ceremonially, yeah, ceremonially clean place. The fire on the altar is to be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning the priest will burn wood on the fire. He is to arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat portions from the fellowship offerings on it. Fire must be kept burning on the altar continually. It must not go out. Now this is the law of the grain offering. Aaron's sons will present it before the Lord in front of the altar. The priest is to remove a handful of fine flour and olive oil from the grain offering with all the frankincense that is on the offering and burn it Remember, memorial portion on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons may eat of the rest of it. It is to be eaten in the form of unleavened bread in a holy place. They are to eat it in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. It must not be baked with yeast. I have assigned it as their portion for my fire offerings. It is especially holy, like the sin offering and the restitution offering. Any male among Aaron's descendants may eat it. It is a permanent portion throughout your generations from the fire offerings to the Lord. Anything that touches the offerings will become holy. The Lord spoke to Moses. This is the offering that Aaron and his sons must present to the Lord on the day that he is anointed. Two quarts of fine flour as a regular grain offering, half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It is to be prepared with oil on a griddle. You are to bring it well kneaded. You must present it as a a grain offering of baked pieces, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The priest, who is one of Aaron's sons and will be anointed to take his place, is to prepare it. It must be completely burned as a permanent portion for the Lord. Every grain offering for a priest will be a whole burnt offering. It is not to be eaten. The Lord spoke to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, This is the law of the sin offering. The sin offering is most holy and must be slaughtered before the Lord at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. The priest who offers it as a sin offering is to eat it. It must be eaten in a holy place in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. Anything that touches its flesh will become holy, and if any of its blood splatters or spatters on a garment, then you must wash that garment in a holy place. A clay pot pot in which the sin offering is boiled must be broken. If it is boiled in a bronze vessel, it must be scoured and rinsed with water. Any male among the priests may eat it. It is especially holy, but no sin offering may be eaten of its blood. If its blood has been brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place, it must be burnt up.
4: Well, So people would still have to pay restitution back for willful mm-hmm. sinning. Right?
1: hmm
4: Because in the, in the first, like, three, it says, um, it's talking about that he shall restore that, which he uh, violently, let's say, violently away, think, well, it's in, that he took something deceitfully but he's supposed to pay back a fifth part more. But he willfully, he was willfully uh, sinning and here's an offering that's making atonement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because,
2: I mean, just just going and making an offering isn't gonna make it right. The person's still missing out on what you stole or whatever.
4: So making it right, he gave back to them a fifth more.
2: I think the fifth more is added for like, rest- time lost. Um,
3: yeah, rest- to make you stray
2: away from wanting to do it anymore. <laughs> right. <You>
4: know, <laughs> think about it, you know what I'm saying? To make you think about it.
2: Yeah.
4: And and turn your heart a little bit more towards that repentance. Yeah, I yeah. ain't really, really. Last time I stole something from this dude, I had to give up. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <Crap. Yep. laughs> I ain't do that no more. Ain't worth it. I also noticed something that uh that the priests make the uh, the burnt offerings.
2: You agree with that burnt offering itself must remain. Yeah.
4: Says command Aaron the son, saying, "This is the law of the burnt offering. Is the burnt offering because upon because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning, and fire of the altar burning in it, and the priest shall put on his linen garment." But over here in Genesis 8:20 says, "And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took every clean beast and, and every clean fowl." and offered burnt offerings on the altar.
2: I think there's other people after what's written here in uh, Leviticus that did the same too. Yeah. Where
4: is that in Genesis? Yeah, Genesis 820. And I, Eight. that's what I'm thinking um, is like when Cain and Abel brought their first fruits, that Adam would have been the high priest. He would have been the priest over his sons. And and it's like that. It just seems like that priestly lineage handed down, you know, through Enoch and Seth and Enoch and Methuselah, Noah, you know, down to Abram, Shem, or Shem to Abram. And then from Abram, he gives it to Isaac, Jacob. And then Jacob gives it to Levi.
2: I'm wondering though if this was only a Levitical priest thing. The reason I say that is because there's other people that aren't Levitical priests that have done the burnt offering. You gotta think of Naaman. Yeah,
4: that that there are priests in the Bible that they don't come out and say they're priests, but they're you know, they're doing offerings, they're doing burnt offerings. And that's the job of a priest, though, because that's the one that was making atonement them. And that was the one that was advocating between them and the Father. Do you
2: think this <laughs> goes back to the fact that, didn't I say in Exodus, you're, you're to be a nation of priests?
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It says in Peter, you're a holy nation. Yeah. It says it in, it says it in uh, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. But people it's think that whole- that we're already priests right now. No, we're not yeah. priests right now because we have one priest. We have one some one person that's making atonement between us and God, and that's Yeshua or Jesus. He, he makes atonement for us right now. Yeah. You know, but, it, but when you, but then in Revelation 20, where it says, for blessed is he that has part in the first re- resurrection, for they will rule and reign with Christ and will be priests in his kingdom kind of like Moses and the 70 elders because it says in Deuteronomy 18 that he will raise a prophet like unto Moses. And what did Moses do? He delegated stuff out in his kingdom, in his in the tent, you know, in the wilderness to the 70 elders. And I think that's kind of like what's going to be in the kingdom that he's going to delegate that work out to us or to whoever gets in, you know, that will be. Yeah, we'll be teaching will be teaching the nations I and think nations. And, um,
2: go back to the whole you know the whole title of priest i mean it's similar to that of the prophet it's 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 somebody that's ministering to the people right that's the, that's the role so whether you're you know on this earth You know, if you want to look at yourself as a priest, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're bringing sacrifices or anything like that. You are ministering to people, right? I don't, and that's separate from the whole Catholic idea of priests and all that. Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) well, it's the same. It's the same as the prophet, because the role of the prophet wasn't just future prophecy; it's to speak the word of God. When you are speaking the word of God to somebody, you're speaking with the authority of God. That's what prophets do.
4: Yeah. And then there's that one prophet that was going to speak uh, as if Yahweh was speaking, which is Jesus. Yeah. It said, whoever not hearken unto my words, which he will speak in my name. So they were his words that he was speaking in his name. So, you know, I get that. I was just pointing out that. You know, here we have Noah. Noah's some kind of priest. You know, he's making sacrifices. Abraham's making sacrifices. You know, it wasn't just, like you said, it's not just a Levitical priesthood. Yeah, I
1: think
2: that it's very possible that the Melchizedek priesthood would be operating alongside the Levitical priesthood.
4: Do you think it's a certain, like, it's in within one bloodline?
2: I don't think that it's a bloodline. I think this is one thing that, one thing that's always stuck out to me, always, was it was never just about the Levites. If you remember, the firstborn was supposed to be yeah uh, set apart to the most high. They were supposed to serve in the tabernacle, but the Levites yeah. were ransomed for the firstborn because the argument was made that if you take the Levi or if you take the firstborn, then the people are going to grumble because who else, you know, if they go out to war, who's going to look after their goods, you know, their animals, their fields, whatever. Right. Uh, That's the job of the firstborn. He said, so how about we ransom Levi, you know, the tribe of Levi for uh, the firstborn. And then, then the census was made and it was like, okay, there are more Levites. Yeah, was it more Levites or was it more firstborn? I can't remember. It was one or the other. And then, uh, yeah. I think there was more Levites, yeah, because there was more Levites. And then because of that, there had to be an extra amount paid um, from the firstborn or whatever to ransom the rest. And that was like their their set apart portion. Mm -hmm. I think the... I mean, even today, I believe that, you know, the man of the house, you are the priest of the household. You are, it is your duty, physically and spiritually, to make sure that your house is doing what's right.
4: Oh, yeah, they are now, but they don't listen to me.
3: <laughs> the force is strong with my wife, so it. <laughs> yes, my, my
5: wife tells me... Very often, that I'm the priest of the house. I'm I'm sure it's there's a facetious tone there, but uh, (laughs) yeah, but she does say it. That's
2: all right. All you have to do is respond to her. Well, the priest gets a set apart portion.
4: Get in there and get me a, a lamb sandwich. <laughs> yeah. oh, <man>. that <laughs> little slice of cheese. Really, right?
5: really good. Can we have the kids? Is it homemade bread?
4: <laughs> Heck yeah. Homemade bread with Toast. the lamb sandwich. Yeah, toasted.
5: <laughs> Heck yeah. Lamb sandwich. I'm basically gonna make a sandwich. I'll be right back.
4: <laughs> um yeah, I'm gonna have Janie over for, for Passover. Like from the group. Yeah. 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 They all live. Yeah, she uh Yeah, I li- I don't live far from Micah, but um Danny lives probably about twelve minutes from me. Wow. So, yeah, we're not like we're We usually go to Micah's, but this year um, I have a tight work schedule going on. I, I swap jobs, so I don't have the freedom I used to have. And so I had to, you know, do my vacation. I don't get as much vacation, so now I'm going to just do it here with Janie. Out here in the old shop. Cool. It was last year when I went to Micah's house. I don't know what I'm going to do. I
5: guess I I should have gotten some meat yesterday. I was at uh, Sam's Club and getting some stuff for a church fundraiser, and I should have got some meat. Then, but I, I'm I'm having trouble deciding whether I want to go ahead and because we really enjoyed the goat and cook it on the fire because I mean it, it's just good as a deer or better. Really? What, and I don't. Uh, well, basically deer. Oh wow! I mean, it's it's it may be a little. It may be a little less gamey than the, it's really good. Like, and now, if you we cooked it too fast and it was tough, but it was, uh, as far as a yeah, I mean, it's basically like raising a small deer, huh? And it's, but I, like I said, I made I broke a bone unknowingly. I've, I've made every attempt not to break bones, but I didn't think about dispatching it. Um, kind of like that bear video last night, Bear Independent on his Passover video. He would, he did the same thing and, and was, hey, dummy, you when you bullets break bones. And I didn't think about that, but
4: anyway. Oh, well, when you get up next year, you do it again. And the year after, and do it again. It's practice perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just practicing this memorial so we can keep it in the kingdom forever because it's gonna be a statute forever, you know. But I'm just gonna grill some some lamb chops or something or no, I like. Uh,
5: I also had a sheep I had my friend get me these what he thought was two goats and one of them was a sheep. Oh and my wife didn't like the sheep as well. I liked it better because it had more fat in it. But it she didn't like the taste as well as the goat.
4: Um, it's different. Like it, it's got a different taste to it. But you can cook it like you steak, though. Right. You know, you yeah, and that's dangerous. what I should have done.
5: But we were cooking... I basically cooked it the same way on a smoker and Mm -hmm. cooked it too fast, all that. But anyway, just didn't plan ahead very much.
4: It's all good. We all just, (laughs) it was in a hurry though. So that's good. (laughs) One one day we'll do all do a Shabu or do a a Sukkot together. One game if I can get there. Heck yeah. Just like I said, just just takes a little time. I have to build my vacation back in and I can get a week off again and next year I'll have it all back. So, just taking off the important ones. All right, Dustin. Chapter 7.
3: Chapter 7.
2: This is the law of the restitution offering. It is especially holy. The restitution offering must be slaughtered at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered, and the priest is to sprinkle its blood on all sides of the altar. The offer, offerer must present all the fat from it, the fat tail, the fat surrounding the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat on them at the loins. He will also remove the fatty lobe of the liver with the kidneys. The priest will burn them on the altar as a fire offering to the Lord. It is a restitution offering. Any male among the priests may eat it. It is to be eaten in a holy place. It is especially holy. The restitution offering is like the sin offering. The law is the same for both. It belongs to the priest who makes atonement with it. As for the priest who presents someone's burnt offering, the hide of the burnt offering he has presented belongs to him. It is the priest's. Any grain offering that is baked in an oven or prepared in a pan or on a griddle belongs to the priest who presents it. It is his but any grain offering, whether dry or mixed with oil, belongs equally to all of Aaron's sons. Now this is the law of the fellowship sacrifice that someone may present to the Lord. If he presents it for Thanksgiving, in addition to the Thanksgiving sacrifice, he is to present unleavened cakes mixed with olive oil, unleavened wafers coated with oil, and well-needed cakes of fine flour mixed with oil. He is to present as his offering cakes of leavened bread, Cakes of leavened bread with his thanksgiving sacrifice of fellowship. From the cakes, he must present one portion of each offering as a contribution to the Lord. It will belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood of the fellowship offering. It is his. The meat of his thanksgiving sacrifice of fellowship must be eaten on the day he offers it. He may not leave any of it until morning. If the sacrifice he offers is a vow or a free will offering, it is to be eaten on the day that he presents the sacrifice, and what is left over may be eaten on the next day. But what remains of the sacrificial meat by the third day must be burnt up. If any of the meat of his fellowship sacrifice is eaten on the third day, it will not be accepted. It will not be credited to the one who presents it. It is repulsive. The person who eats any of it will be responsible for his sin. Meat that touches anything unclean must not be eaten. It is to be burnt up. Everyone who is clean may eat any other meat. But the one who eats meat from the Lord's fellowship sacrifice, while he is unclean, that person must be cut off from his people. If someone touches anything unclean, whether human uncleanness, any unclean animal, or any unclean detestable creature, and eats meat from the Lord's fellowship sacrifice, that person must be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moses, tell the Israelites, You are not to eat any fat of an ox, a sheep, or a goat. fat of an animal that dies naturally or is mauled by wild beasts may be used for any purpose, but you must not eat it. If anyone eats the animal fat from a fire offering presented to the Lord, the person who eats it must be cut off from his people. Wherever you live, you must not eat the blood of any bird or animal. Whoever eats any blood, that person must be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moses. Tell the Israelites, the one who presents a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord must bring an offering to the Lord from his sacrifice. His own hands will bring the fire offerings to the Lord. He will bring the fat together with the breast. The breast is to be waved as a presentation offering before the Lord. The priest is to burn the fat on the altar, but the breast belongs to Aaron and his sons. You are to give the right thigh to the priest as a contribution from your fellowship sacrifices. The son of Aaron, who presents the blood of the fellowship offering and the fat, will have the right thigh as a portion. I have taken from the Israelites the breast of the presentation offering and the thigh of the contribution from their fellowship sacrifices and have assigned them to Aaron the priest and his sons as a permanent portion from the Israelites. This is the portion from the fire offerings to the Lord for Aaron and his sons since the day they were presented to serve the Lord as priests. The Lord commanded this day, be given to them by Israelites by the Israelites on the day he anointed them it is a permanent portion throughout the generations this is the law for the burnt offering the grain offering the sin offering the restitution offering the ordination offering and fellowship sacrifice which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai on the day he commanded the Israelites to present their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai a
4: lot of offerings
3: you can use the fat for other purposes. I
2: thought that was interesting. So you can make soap.
5: <laughs> make good candles. Um, yeah. You can make candles with it. Um I've made several with deer, deer fat, deer tallow. The fellowship sacrifice that someone may present to the Lord.
2: That was interesting.
0: Funny thing is, I was looking at that earlier. Hands said she found that both the honey and the um, so some sourdough, like sourdough starters have the same bacteria in them. Interesting. The what I guess that makes
2: sense because, mm-hmm. you know, the bee gathers it from natural means to make the honey and then the yeast is from natural means, so I guess it makes sense.
0: Yeah, because I was looking into that and I was like, I wonder if they got the same, because we're I was like, they both have bacteria and it's like good for your gut and stuff like that too. And I was like, I wonder why he would want those two things not on the altar. I was like, look and see if they got the same bacteria, and she found that they do and they did. Or I said, look, see what kind of bacteria is in them, and she said they both have the same. So that was pretty cool. That's honey and um like eleven, sa- yeah, like the sourdough yep. starter itself, and you can Easy. feed a sourdough starter with honey because yep. honey can help the dough leaven too when it's fed into a sourdough starter.
2: Chapter eight. <clears throat> Chapter eight. <laughs> The Lord spoke to Moses, take Aaron, his sons, take Aaron, his sons with him, the garments, the anointing oil, the bull of the sin offering, the two rams and the basket of unleavened bread and assemble the whole community at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him and the community assembled at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Moses said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded to be done. And Moses presented Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. He put the tunic on Aaron, wrapped the sash around him, clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod on him. He put the woven band of the ephod around him and fastened it to him. Then he put the breastpiece on him and placed the Urim and the Thummim into the breastpiece. He also put the turban on his head and placed the gold medallion, the holy diadem, on the front of the turban, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything in it to consecrate them. He sprinkled some of the oil on the altar seven times, anointing the altar with all its utensils and the basin with its stand to consecrate them. He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed and consecrated him. Then Moses presented Aaron's sons, clothed them with tunics, wrapped sashes around them, and fastened headbands on them as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he brought the bull near for the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull for the sin offering. Then Moses slaughtered it, took the blood, and applied it with his finger to the horns of the altar on all sides, purifying the altar. He poured out the blood at the base of the altar and consecrated it so that atonement can be made on it. Moses took all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, and he burned them on the altar. He burned up the bull with its hide, flesh, and dung outside the camp as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he presented the ram for the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it and sprinkled the blood on all sides of the altar. Moses cut the ram into pieces and burned the head the pieces and the suet, but he washed the entrails and shanks with water. He then burned the entire ram on the altar. It was a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma a fire offering to the Lord as he had commanded Moses. Next, he presented the second ram, the ram of ordination, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it, took some of its blood, and put it on Aaron's right earlobe, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Moses also presented Aaron's sons and and put some of the blood on their right earlobes, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Then Moses sprinkled the blood on all sides of the altar. He took the fat, the fat tail, all, that fat, all the fat the was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, as well as the right thigh, from the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord. He took one cake of unleavened bread, one cake of bread made with oil, and one wafer, and placed them on the fat portions and the right thigh. He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons and waved them before the Lord as a presentation offering. Then Moses took from their hands and burnt them, or took them from their hands and burnt them on the altar with the burnt offering. This was an ordination offering for a pleasing aroma, a fire offering to the Lord. He also took the breast and waved it before the Lord as a presentation offering. It was Moses' portion of the ordination ram as the Lord had commanded them for him. Then Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled them on Aaron and his garments, as well as his son and their garments. In this way, he consecrated Aaron and his garments, as well as his sons and their garments. Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the meat at the entrance to the tent of meeting, and eat it there with the bread that is in the basket for the ordination offering as I commanded. Aaron and his sons are to eat it. You must burn up what remains of the meat and bread. You must not go outside the entrance to the tent of meeting for seven days until the time of your days or time your days of ordination are completed, because it will take seven days to ordain you. The Lord commanded what has been done today in order to make atonement for you. You must remain at the entrance to the tent of meeting day and night for seven days and keep the Lord's charge so that you will not die. For this is what I was commanded. So Aaron and his sons did everything the Lord had commanded through Moses. That's the end of the Torah part of this portion.
4: Okay. In Leviticus 30, it says that Moses took the anointing oil and of the blood which was upon the altar and sprinkled it upon Aaron, upon his garments and upon his sons and upon his son's garments with him and sanctified Aaron and his garments and his sons and his sons with him. So that kind of reminds me of Ezekiel where their garments were holy and they had to leave them in the the chamber so they don't um, transfer that holiness to the people.
2: Yeah. That's like (laughs) when you... I think it even said it in 7 where it talks about...
4: 44, 19 i read it real quick. This is Ezekiel 44, 19. It says, and when they go forth into the outer court, even into the outer court of the people, they shall put off their garments, wherein they ministered and lay them in the holy chambers and they shall put on other garments and they shall not sanctify the people with their garments. Uh,
2: Leviticus 6, 11, it says, then he must take off, uh well I'll start at the beginning it says verse 10 the priest is to put on his linen robe and linen undergarments he is to remove the ashes of the burnt offering the fire has consumed on the altar and place them beside the altar then he must take off his garments put on other clothes and bring the ashes outside the camp to a ceremonially clean place
4: that's right that's right and also also let's see here in the bottom part here, it says, and this is something that I heard Sean Lindsay say before, they're talking about the seven days, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, until the days of your con- uh, consecration be, be at its end for in seven days, it'll take seven days to consecrate you. Right. So, um, man, this like all just comes together. Like when we go into our chambers and Isaiah says, come my children, go into our chambers and hide themselves for, but for a little while to the in, in new nation shall pass. You know, he's talking about them going into the rooms in Isaiah 26. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that we go up to the marriage, of the lamb and then, there's, and people have figured this out that there's silence in heaven for about a half an hour that's actually about seven days and that would be the marriage supper of the lamb and that's where you would go through that ordination process of being consecrated as a priest you know at the marriage supper and then the kingdom sets down the wrath has passed and now it's time to get on the business. You know, that was locked up for a thousand years. That makes sense.
5: Yes, sir.
2: I didn't hear the. I had never heard the seven days, 30 minutes analogy.
1: Yeah,
4: I got to cool. find that. I've heard two or three people um, talk about that before counting like, you know, all the days in a year, a half hour would be like seven days. So they did some calculation or something. I'll have to figure that one out.
2: That's fascinating. I like that.
4: Yeah. So that would make sense that they're, you know, they're going to the Holy of Holies and they're basically having their covenant meal with the father and the son, you know, at the Lord's supper, (laughs) the marriage supper of the lamb. And also like,
2: think of the, Think of the gravity of that too. Like in the Levite's position, like you had to be there seven days and you couldn't mess up for seven days. Right. Cause you were being set apart. like <laughs> it was a very specific
3: time.
4: <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Because if you're going to, if you make it in those seven days or, you know, whatever it's going to be, but if you make it to the of the lamb, you're going to be sanctified and set apart. Because you're going to be resurrected into a new body. And you won't ever transgress the law ever again. Yeah. So, I think that's the, that's beautiful.
2: That's definitely a beautiful thought.
4: Yep. Never transgress the law again.
2: So even if you count out, like, willing uh, sinfulness, like there's plenty of times where you sin unwillingly. That's why there was a offering made for, you know, sinning unknowingly. Right. You're not even going to do that anymore. It's just going to be, like, second nature.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and blood wasn't shed every time someone sinned. Because if they if they couldn't afford a, a ram or a goat or, you know, and they brought bull the, or...
2: the the.
4: I mean, Mary was poor because she only brought turtle doves. And it says if you can't even bring two turtle doves, you can bring a, a an apath of flour.
1: An
3: apath of flour, yeah.
4: So that would disprove the... You had to have blood for forgiveness of sins, but some people didn't have money for that. Obviously, Mary, she was poor. She would have brought Well, she did bring the lamb, but when she uh, purified for her purification, she brought two turtle doves. Yeah, which shows that she was poor. So all the wise men brought their gifts. They they probably helped people.
3: That was my thought too.
4: Because they would have been rich, you know. I don't think it was just three wise men. I think it was just a bunch of wise men. I think there's just three gifts that were given. Does it give an exact, like, amount? Hang on. All right.
2: Welcome, by the way, Dale.
4: Shalom think how many other people in the world are doing this tonight i would really like to know like honestly we're all being taught at our own pace you know i don't think people that are in some of these denominations are in the catholic church or in judaism or i believe that if you believe there is a father you believe that you know, there is a son, he was resurrected by the Father. Um, because there are Jews that come out of Judaism that believe in Messiah.
1: Yeah.
4: Messianic Jews, they 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 believe in Messiah. But I believe that we're all being taught, you know, says he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we have an earnest or a down payment of that spirit. So we're supposed to let that light in us not be of darkness according to Luke. We're supposed to pay attention and, and, and see Muslims, you know, they do the dietary laws, they do, they do things, they believe the promises of Abraham. They just don't believe that in the sun. you know, Catholics worship Mary.
3: Muslims do believe
2: in Messiah. They just, they are, they are their own type of dispensationalists. They believe that, you know, each prophet brought something that you're supposed to follow, and they thought, they don't believe that he is the final or the official prophet, if you will. Uh, They believe that Muhammad which I believe Muhammad's a false prophet. That's just my opinion. But.
4: Yeah, they believe that <laughs> Jesus was a prophet. They believe in Jesus. They believe he a prophet. Yeah. They say he was a good man.
2: Yeah, they absolutely right. And that's one thing that I, um, if you had have asked me like five, six years ago, you know, I would have said that they, they don't believe anything like what a Christian supposed to believe. Therefore, you know, they got it all wrong. But now, I see the error in that that thought process and i think that um, that's, that's a problem yeah they're probably just as close as what you know your modern christians are <laughs> they're just missing some things too
4: <laughs> that's what i'm saying if we if we look at our Chris, christianity and the brothers and sisters you know and see that they might be eating unclean or you know celebrating some some holidays that that we're not going to do in the kingdom and then cancel them out. And then you might as well just cancel the Muslims and cancel the Catholics and cancel Judaism. But at the end of the day, we're supposed to be the light to the nations. And with the 33 or 44,000 denominations, of Christianity, that that comes from the devil. You know, that's why people are so divided because a house divided can't stand. So the devil's got to create that confusion. He's got to create those barriers between religions, and but these people know there's, they know there's a father, they know there's a creator, they know this. So you they can't count those people. Rest.
2: Yeah, the very first documented in the Bible um, group of people that said that they served the father, or followed the father, um, were the word that we get the name for them is perishim. That means separatist, and that's the Pharisees, and they were called brood of vipers. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I just try to share with people what I've learned from scriptures, and if they're open to it, then they're open to it, and, you know, I've been said I was in a cult from my own family. What do you do with that, you know? I can't have a discussion with anybody in my family about the Bible at all they just end up saying well you you just serve a different jesus and i'm like to say that is you're saying that you know i'm the wicked or we don't serve the same god that's what they tell me too well you're either serving god or you're not and if you're not serving god then you're you're the wicked in the bible so i turned to my one of my siblings and i said do you think i'm wicked is that what you think of me? I study every day. I read my Bible every day. I don't read books about the Bible. People read books about people who wrote books about the Bible. I just study the scriptures. But I'm wicked. Yeah, I will yeah. say that the John MacArthur oh. Study Bible looks pretty cool. The new John MacArthur Study Bible. <laughs> yeah. I, I got one the other day. One. Yeah, I got one in here. It's got more commentary than it does scripture. Really? Yeah, I got an old one.
3: No, oh, I was. Say, I, I I seen the. I seen two Bibles that I
2: wanted to get. I I told myself no. One of them's called the Jesus Bible. The layout for it's pretty interesting. Um, and then the the new John MacArthur Study Bible. It was like twenty five
5: bucks at this store, and it was in good condition. I thought about getting it. I still. Might. We- which Steadybot? Which MacArthur was it? What I didn't know there was different versions? <laughs> I yeah. think yeah. New King MacArthur James comes in a in a ESV and a an NASB, and then he also
4: did an NIV. That's the one I got. That's the one We've I got. got
5: NASB is the and one.
4: What's, we had. what's funny in the NIV, like in the New Testament, he's got. Tons and tons of commentary, but in the Old Testament, he doesn't have a lot of commentary, right?
5: Well, that's not important.
4: Well, it just—I mean, I, I would just think if you're going to have that much commentary in the new New Testament, you should have that much in the Old Testament. Yeah, there's Is
5: that- a there's a ton of it in that NASB.
4: Yeah. Uh, now it's very like he's a Calvinist, so. He told his congregation one time they could accept them if they, they could accept the mark of the beast and be saved. Yeah. Hmm. And then he took that statement back years later. It was back in 1982. Because he, he's also a dispensationalist where he believes that the church is raptured out before the fourth chapter of Revelation and there's only Israel. And if that's true, who's the devil? Go The devil goes and makes war with the saints. Yeah,
5: I can't find that. Which is Israel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which is Israel. (laughs) I just can't find anything. There's several verses that could be like danced around and kind of made to to be like rapture-like. But as far as Jesus, what Jesus is talking about,
4: no, sir. No, says you're going to go through tribulation. You're going to be hated for my name's sake
5: yeah
4: well i mean i I,
2: I don't agree with everything he says but michael rude has the best video i've ever found when it when it talks about a true um altar call you know because he makes the case of uh he does like the whole show of like how people do the altar calls now like oh you know you want to you want to have your best life and 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 live free and peacefully and this and that. And he's like, "That's not biblical." He's like, "You want a real altar call? This is what this is from the words of Yeshua. You will be hated for my name's sake. Some of you are going to die. Some of you are going to have your heads locked off. Do you yeah. still want to follow me? Okay, then come down and
4: follow me. That's the yeah. altar call. Every single disciple was murdered.
5: Yeah. Every well, single and he was clearly God. talking to them. Like, I mean, like he he has specific names." And all that he—he's addressing them at that time, like yeah. I, I, I'm kind of all this time I've been reading it wrong, you know. Because the
2: Bible's written for us, but not to us.
4: Well, here's the thing. Here, <laughs> here here's here's one verse right here that discredits what John MacArthur is saying about the rapture, and if you go to Hebrews. Uh, 11 39 and 40 well I'll go back up here to 13 it says these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and we were pers- persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth okay it was talking about Enoch and by faith um, Abraham and Sarah and Noah Yep, yep. You get down here at the bottom and it says, These, having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise, but but God having provided some better thing for us, all right, this is the writer of Hebrews, that they without us should not be made perfect. Now, if you go to Acts 2. Peter specifically says that King David has not ascended to heaven. That's correct. So he's one of the patriarchs uh, mentioned here that they without us and this, this book of Hebrews is for us to read. So it lets me know that they, the patriarchs without me, the reader of this book shall not be made perfect without me. And that (laughs) word perfect right there means you get your glorified body. Please. You put on,
2: you put on incorruptible flesh. That's that the means, only way you're going to be perfect.
4: That means as soon as you die, you don't go to heaven. You're going through tribulation. You go in that ground, yes, and you sir. wait for resurrection. For the dead in Christ rise first.
2: Not yeah. to mention, not to mention. Uh, I want to read Psalms 50, by the way, or Psalm 50. Uh, but not to <laughs> mention the fact that why is the whole um, dialogue like of the Bible? It all speaks of the fact that the righteous inherit the earth. How yeah. are you if, if we're going to heaven and, and getting raptured away and, and, and all this good stuff, so what's the whole point of the, the righteous inheriting the earth? Why is that a point that is specifically stressed so many times?
4: In the meek that the, the wicked meek. will perish. Yes. And be inherit the earth.
2: Yeah. Yeah, go through, go through Matthew 5, yeah.
4: It's, so there's yeah. no, there's no, you're not going up before, like, you know, it it says that you'll be beheaded. It says rest. He's talking to the people and sheep rest a little longer, and until your brothers are beheaded, you know that basically proclaimed, proclaimed Christ in the world, had put on Christ. Yeah. That's what we're supposed it to do. Talks about find that was in Christ. That's what Ephesians and even about. or Philippians. Yeah.
2: And, 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 and then speaking of Paul's letters, you go through uh, relations. That's why yeah. the individuals of the circumcision party weren't speaking so much about Messiah. Why? Because they didn't want the persecution. Because that's what comes with it. People yep. think that when you say, oh, I'm a Christian, and people are like, oh, well, that's stupid, that that's persecution. That's not persecution. Just because somebody says something mean to you doesn't mean you're being persecuted. Being right. persecuted is you literally being hunted down with the fear of being put to death because of your beliefs that's persecution or at if least
5: prison like in China
2: yeah or in prison yeah that's persecution that's what's coming and all this sissified stuff that the church pushes nowadays is making for very unprepared christians
4: because they're lu- lukewarm they're if you if you teach that you're not going to okay if you teach this rapture doctrine and that you're not going to go through persecution imagine what that's going to do to someone's faith when persecution does come. Exactly. You're going to be That's like, my, point. <laughs> my pastor lied to me. This is all garbage. And it will destroy the faith of some. It completely destroy them. Which is why
2: all of that is plus a device says, of the adversary. Plus, it's And everybody that, that teaches that stuff is going to incur some, some punishment of their own.
4: It also says in, That's I think Paul it's Dr. 2, 5... 5 Says this. Um, hold on. I got to find the scripture. It says there are some that err that say the resurrection has already passed. Yeah. Okay.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: They're in error if they're saying that that the resurrection has already passed. Even today, you're in error if you say that you, oh, oh so and so's dancing in heaven right now. They're not dancing anywhere. They're Where in error. And they're asleep. That isn't... Hold on.
5: Where are they, Dustin? They're in the bosom of Abraham. Yeah, in Shale. The righteous
2: are in the bosom of Abraham. Everybody's in either... Either Yeah, everybody's in Shale. Hades, if you want to say it in Greek. HCSB uses Hades. I'm fine with that. It's the same place. But yeah, the... And that's... <laughs> That's one of the arguments I keep, you know, bringing forth to people, and they say, "Well, you got a, you got a misunderstanding of that." Okay, then explain that to me how it makes sense. Well, it's a separate place. No, it's two halves. Why would he say you can see the rich young ruler, who I believe is Caiaphas, um, in the parable? But which I think Jimmy does too.
4: Uh, <laughs> What's that?
2: The rich young ruler. I believe yeah. it was
4: Caiaphas. I- I believe he was speaking directly to Caiaphas and his five brothers (laughs) who were running at that time. Yes.
2: Yeah. So Lazarus would have been in the bosom of Abraham, which is also this is interesting, too. It's also referred to as paradise. What does that make you think of the thief on the cross? Right. Truly, this day you shall be in paradise with me. He didn't go to heaven. He went to Abraham's bosom, the righteous side of Sheol.
4: Yeah, because the people that and this is where the Catholic doctrine comes up of torment, because there are people that are in torment because they know they already know when they come up out of that grave, they're going to be tossed in like a fire. They already know it. That's the torment. You know, the next thing to come. It's uh, Second Timothy 2.18. This is who concerned the truth have erred, saying the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. That's what the church is doing today.
2: It is what the
5: church is doing today.
4: They're overthrowing the faith when they go through tribulation, and believe me, it's coming. And
5: another thing that I kind of ran onto, the I can't remember what in Matthew. Anyway, he's talking about. Um, when you see the desolation the abomination that causes desolation you know Is really
2: second timothy four or second thessalonians four
5: no it was in matthew it was jesus uh, oh, oh yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Matthew 24. 24 24 yeah
5: yeah all right so and also in was it luke that it's repeated, it's the same, he's talking about the same thing, but it's a different account, and he said, when you see, when you hear, or when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, flee, he's talking about the same point in time, and like, that was the temple being destroyed, because he was talking about people, because Josephus gave an account of, of the people actually fleeing, the, the believers in in Jesus, um, actually did flee. They they fled, and when Jerusalem was destroyed, when the temple was destroyed, and they survived it. So how does that fit in? Hold on a second.
4: Matthew twenty four.
2: This is funny because Michael said earlier if I read Baruch first that we'd go down a rabbit trail. I haven't read Baruch yet and we're already on a rabbit trail.
0: That's all right. <laughs> Man, you the Baruch, it's really going to be a rabbit trail.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it says, when therefore you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of the prophet Daniel, stand in a holy place. Let the reader understand. Right. Okay. Who's the one who uh, isn't the one that's that is standing in the holy place? Isn't he making blasphemous? Um, he speaks blasphemies. He also puts an end
2: to the sacrifices. Right. In the okay. book of Daniel, that is.
4: And it says, "Let them in Judea flee to the mountains." Let him. Huh.
2: Here's my thing, though. Um,
4: Wait, well, say, like, hold on. Let me finish. Go ahead. It says, "I don't think this is talking about eighty seventy, because it says for then shall there even... be great tribulation, such as the such was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no there shall ever be.'" So this is talking about when they, when you should see Jerusalem surrounded. I think these are the armies of the nations, and when Jerusalem, the Holy Jerusalem, comes down they're going to burn up that land that land's going to get burned up before it sets down he's playing with fire it says all the green grass will 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 be consumed everything if you're going to be in that vicinity remember it says their tongues will melt and their mouth their eye sockets so that whole land and all these armies of the nations are going to be burnt alive Ezekiel 39. It says their bones are left, and they have to pick these bones up. That says they they pick up bones for seven months or seven years. Was it seven? Or they burned the weapons that came up against Jerusalem for seven years. That not one tree was cut down out of the forest, and they picking up bones for seven months. So I believe this is this is the you know and it says it and except those days be shortened, there shall be no flesh saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is the Christ, or there, believe him not, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, talking about these last days, you know, they they preach Christ. But also say that Christ isn't who he is. If you tell me my Messiah eats pork, I'm going to tell you you're a liar.
3: Yes, sir.
4: If you tell me my Messiah kept Easter, I'm going to tell you you're a liar. Because he didn't. He kept the well,
5: Passover. He had no reason to keep Easter.
4: Right. <laughs> I mean,
5: in reality, like, no. Easter Easter as we Yeah, the bunnies and all that stuff. Yeah.
4: No, I, that's But even even the the festival itself because we have a letter from Eusebius who wrote church history in the 4th century and that was the argument whether we should keep the Passover and follow the error of the Jews or keep the feast of Easter. And it openly lets people know. He said the Jews celebrated two Passovers in one year. But if you really, if you read uh, Numbers nine eleven, it lets you know that if you cannot celebrate the Passover in the first month on the fourteenth day, keep it in the second month on the fourteenth day. So some people did celebrate two Passovers. So he was yeah. an Arab, and he did not like Jewish people. Because at the Council of Nicaea, there was not one Jewish person. Not one. They're where all... is that? Where is that recorded? Um, oh no, I'll read it to you. I oh, was just looking at this today. I saved it in my uh check this out. This is this is a good read here. And there is Eusebius was wrong. <laughs> all right, check this out. This is uh, of keeping the feast of Easter from the letter of the emperor to, this is Emperor Constantine, to all not present at the council, found in Eusebius. Um, It says, when the question relative to the sacred festival of Easter arose, it was universally thought that it would be more convenient that all should keep the feast on one day. For what could be more uh, beautiful and more desirable than to see the festival or to see this festival through which we receive the hope of immortality celebrated by all in one accord in the same manner. It was declared that particularly unworthy for this, the holiest of all festivals, to follow the customs of the Jews who had soiled their hands with the most fearful crimes and, and whose minds were blinded in rejecting their custom we may transmit to the, to the descendants the legitimate mode of celebrating Easter, which we have observed from the time of our Savior's passion to the present day, according to the day of the week. We ought not, therefore, have anything in common with the Jews, for the Savior has shown us another way. Remember that right there, because it says there are those that err, and they say, you know, come, I'm going to show you another way. Our worship follows a more legitimate and more convenient course of the the order of the days of the week. Consequently, in uh, unanimously adopting this mode, we desire, dearest brethren, that we separate ourselves from the intestinal company of the Jews, for it is truly shameful for us to hear them boast without the direction we could not keep this feast." How can they be in the right, they who after the death of the Savior have no longer been led by reason, but by a wild violence, and their delusion may urge them? They, they do not possess the truth of this Easter question, for in their blindness and repugnance to other improvements, they frequently celebrate two Passovers in the same year. We could not imitate those who are openly in error. How then can we follow the Jews? Who are most certainly blinded by air. for to celebrate the Passover twice in one year is totally inadmissible. <laughs> no. Now, let me go to Numbers. Or a second. That
3: right there. Just
2: a side caveat. That right there is why uh, you you don't <laughs> you don't just take man's work for
4: stuff because. Well, he All you, you got to do is read, man. All you got to do is read. He used the word convenient. It would, would be more legitimate and convenient. Now, check this out. It says, <laughs> And those men said unto him, We are defiled by, the, by a dead body of a man. They're, they went through a funeral around Passover. Yeah. People are still going to yeah. die at Passover. Wherefore, yeah. uh, wherefore are we kept back? We may not offer an offering unto the Lord in his appointed season among the children of Israel. And Moses said unto them, Stand still, and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If any man in your prosperity shall be unclean a reason of a dead body, or shall be in a journey afar off, you shall keep the Passover to the Lord. The fourteenth day of the second month at evening shall you keep it, and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Sorry, Eusebius, you are wrong. You're wrong. Because people did he still say dying. that
2: they, they kept it twice in the same month, or did he say the same year?
5: Twice in the same year. Same year. Same year. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I have the uh, Eusebius Ecclesiastical History that she bought the other day. Where would that be located in here, you think?
4: That I don't know, but I will share what I have in the group. Yeah, um, share what you have. I've had this. And, and another thing is reading the um, – the anti nice or anti Semitism church fathers. That's a good one too. Because they really were anti Semites. Like Martin Luther, he hated Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it was rough. Uh, let me share.
2: Also, I wanna to add to the the whole
4: Am I gonna be to man?
2: Yeah, you can share it in the tournament. Um okay.
4: Only the, it's just only the host can share in this meeting. Oh, and Torino, I was going to share it in this meeting, too. I'll share it in Toronto.
0: <laughs> My bad. I want to share it. Um,
2: going back to the, the whole abomination of desolation, all that good stuff, if that was something that uh, had already happened, then Paul wouldn't speak of it in Thessalonians. That's why I asked if you were talking about Thessalonians, because it was Second Thessalonians 2. Talks about the man of lawlessness. Yeah. It's the same exact, that's the abomination of desolation. Same person. And that's well after the destruction of the temple, isn't it? No, was it the temple hadn't been destroyed yet? Never mind. I'll take that back. But still yeah. same concept. I think that I think there's a separation there. But I'm gonna read Psalms fifty or Psalm fifty real quick. All right. Well, we can eventually get done with this um it's okay it's okay <laughs> no. says uh Yahuwah, the god of god speaks he summons the earth from east to west from zion the perfection of beauty god appears in radiance our god is coming he will not be silent devouring fire precedes him and a storm rages around him on high he summons heaven and earth in order to judge his people Gather my faithful ones to me, those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God is the judge. Selah. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your household or male goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird of the mountains and the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you for the world and everything in it is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay your vows to the most high. Call on me in the the day of trouble. I will rescue you and you will honor me. But God says to the wicked, what right do you have to recite my statutes and to make or to take my covenant on your lips? You hate instruction and turn your back on my words. When you see a thief, you make friends with him, and you associate with adulterers, you unleash your mouth for evil, and harness your tongue for deceit. You sit malign, malign maligning maligning your brother, <laughs> slandering your mother's son. You have done these things, and I kept silent. You thought I was just like you, but I will rebuke you and lay out the case before you. Understand this, you who forget God, or I will tear you apart, and there will be no one to rescue you. Whoever sacrifices a thank offering honors me, and whoever ordains his conduct, I will show him the salvation of God. Through the power of editing, I'm going to edit out my.
0: Uh, I will show them the salvation of God. Mm-hmm. I read a,
5: a book the other day that I've never read before Lamentations. That's pretty neat. I like Lamentations. That, I Lamentations. Remind, Go ahead. That reminded me there was a part that. Um, that it said, uh, it's good to wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. Mm. And it I can't remember what chapter it was. It was three, maybe. But it, it was, it was kind of saw me the way that was worded. I took a screenshot of it, and used it as a wallpaper for a while because it
0: just spoke to me a little bit. It's good for the way for the salvation of the Lord.
4: You know this. This right here is talking about the resurrection.
0: As I say, because the, the salvation is that free gift. This it says right here. It says, "and,
4: and call upon me in that in the day of trouble, it says, I will deliver thee, and, I, and thou and shalt glorify thee." So that's and and right back here at, at the beginning it says, um. Our God shall come and not keep silence. A fire shall devour devour before him, and it shall be very temptuous round about him. And he shall call the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. That's talking about the great day of the Lord. And it says a fire will come and devour, just like I said a minute ago, it's gonna burn that land up over there. That's why he's telling them if you're if you're over there, leave the mountains.
0: To the mountains. Ah, yes, it's so beautiful. It talks about that salvation that He's going to give everyone. And this all yep. goes back to the promise. It's the promise yep. that He promised us. Promise to everyone, right? So He gave us this promise. That was that was given to us. That was a credit to us. You know, our faith accredited us with righteousness, not our works. The it works is just what comes as you go along in your walk. That just shows your evidence of your faith. Yeah. Just shows that you love God and it shows that you're a part of the, the sheepfold.
4: That's the sanctification. And like some earlier, like earlier, you, you have people that don't want to be persecuted
0: because okay. their faith is weak. The hard thing to get persecuted.
5: Yeah, I'm fixing to say I, I'm I'm not like looking forward to it.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, Paul, me, Paul was all about
5: it. Yeah he fall, because That's because Paul,
4: Paul was actively Paul was getting
2: persecuted. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, <laughs> Paul was dying bro.
4: That's
2: well, not. Like, look, this not, not my first rodeo. <laughs> look, I think
4: Paul, Let's I, be frank. I'm I'm no Paul. Well, I'm he no Paul. Paul persecution because he did the persecution. He knew how those people felt. He knew what they. He drug people out of their house. Yeah. He He, he, he held, he held the jackets of, yeah. uh, he held jackets of. the the Pharisees while he stoned Stephen During the stone of Stephen. Yeah. So he knew. He saw persecution on the other side and then he was beaten you know he was whipped he was beaten almost died three times i mean but look at peter peter you know at first he denied yeshua but then he didn't even was he felt not even worthy enough to be hung on a cross the way he was hung on a cross he's like hang me upside down
3: yeah.
4: I mean he was he we should embrace that, you know, persecution because
0: if you're being persecuted, then you're on the right road. Yes, sir. Salvation and mercy, all all the stuff, man. You find joy and sorrow. That's what the Bible yeah. says. Find joy
4: and sorrow. Like we we should be um should be all right with it. It's going to get a lot worse. I mean, like my son said, you know, I get persecuted at work for just, I think it's just because I'm a believer. I think differently.
5: Oh, I got called all kinds of names this morning. I got into it with a vegan. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and my, my wife, she says, don't engage, don't engage. No, I can't help it. It's just so – they put those pages there on purpose, and then they claim when it when it, when it targets mm-hmm. the people that they're targeting and it makes them mad, then they turn you into the bad guy. Here's
4: the thing, yeah. though. Those pages, like you just said, are designed
0: mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. set the divide. To divide.
4: Yeah. And it's just, it's just
5: like those King is- James-only pages. They, they post these things about that. You know how wrong everybody
4: else is and how right they are. But that's bet Pastor Stephen Anderson's like. You
0: wanna, do you want to? you want to? Uh, how you shut those pages down though?
5: Yeah. Don't engage. Don't engage them.
0: <laughs> hey, your wife was right, dude. <laughs> yes, Sarah, if they died. have, if they have no one to talk to and they have no one to make mad, or, I don't, you know, get. Or, I, or get, know, I disagree with skin. you there. I this is not
2: there because then it just becomes a giant echo chamber where everybody keeps growing. And
5: well, that's what, I, that's what I told you It's an echo chamber. <laughs> this is not the truth.
1: Yeah. But not, yeah.
5: I, I don't, where, there has to, look,
2: just as Ephesians says, you got to call out darkness. You don't just, or, or wickedness. You don't just stand there and watch and go, I'm not going to engage. You call it out. No,
0: but the thing is, going to those <laughs> places like that, you don't have to call it darkness. No, what you call it darkness is just plain speaking. Whoa, whoa. When you start talking about the word of God and speaking the gospel, you're calling out darkness.
5: Well, well that's what I just don't understand why they can say what they say. Like, uh, how they can actually feel that that the gospel is not secure in anything but the King James Bible. When it clearly <laughs> yeah, exactly. is.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
5: If they you know. want to call it
0: darkness, just call it on your own page. Just like you know, call it out. Yeah, I was gonna say it. that would
2: just share it and say something about yeah. it. And then,
0: uh, you yeah. know, if you're on TikTok, you want to go live, they're not TikTok there, it. they're just not there yet. It's yeah.
4: like I, I believe in the Book of Jubilees, I believe in the Book of Enoch. They're just not there, They they're trusting in that one Bible, but it has a lot of truth in it, you know. They haven't Speaking done that between the Septuagint and the Masoretic. They're just not there yet.
5: This is what I was looking for a while ago. It's uh, this Lamentations. Uh, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for one to bear the yoke in youth, to sit alone in silence when the Lord has imposed it, to put one's mouth to the dust, yet there may be hope to give one's cheek to the smiter and be filled with insults. The way it was worded before, it was 3.30, the last one, to, to give one's cheek to the smiter and be filled with insults. The way it was worded, in I believe it was the NLT, it sounded just like what Jesus said.
0: Yeah, I was say, it sounds just like Jesus.
5: But I, yeah, that really spoke to me, and so I, I screenshotted. I used it for a wallpaper for like a week.
0: So they blessed the one that waits for what salvation? Yeah, Uh,
5: Mm -hmm. it is good for it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think, I think the whole turning the cheek uh, analogy there isn't just you know if someone comes up and like attacks you don't just turn your cheek to them. I think that if it's, I think it means if you are speaking boldly the truth of the gospel of the Word of God and somebody is persecuting you for that, you turn your cheek. You offer them the other one because you stand firm on that
3: truth.
4: Exactly. Because mm-hmm. no guile was found in Yeshua's That's mouth. Good. That's good right there. He he, he kept silent all for the slaughter
0: all the way until they killed him.
5: He did that.
0: No guy He, was he actually...
4: So uh, you, most what men you, would have
0: he died without vlogging. What,
4: he, what he's saying is, is that you... You know, even upon persecution, don't stop preaching the truth. Right. Don't stop that truth. Because that's that's where they can turn the other cheek. You know, you can turn the other cheek they can slap you on that one, they can slap you in on this one. But it's like Dustin said, that you know, you're preaching the truth.
0: He um, um literally flogging most men would have died right there getting flogged like he did. But he kept on going kept on going and didn't give up. Most of them were well, God. No. God that, re- that's requires good, though.
2: resilient man.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's what it comes down to. Like I mean you got with sure the constantly be building our faith and standing straight you know strong in our faith. And you know one thing I've noticed like as far as even calling it darkness man if you just if you just stay and you you watch Around you, that's what I've been doing a lot lately. Has been watching. There's of things I disagree with, but I've noticed there's places where you can call out those things. Like if you go to someone that's out there just constantly just talking about it, you go straight to them in front of everyone. Most of the time, it's not going to be received. I know that because I watched what. Dustin, we watched what basically the whole tour observing community basically turn on us when we stood up for some things.
3: <laughs>
0: so it doesn't work. I mean, it just doesn't work. You just have to call it out straight up on your own platform, your own ways. Just because they are preaching it, you know, and bullet, you know, you can call those things out. But just when you go straight to them, though, like straight head up, you know, head up. I mean, well, there's certain situations you have to, but most of the time, man, they're just they're looking for an argument. They're waiting for an argument. They want an argument. You know, they they want it. They're looking for it.
5: Well, I feel 100% certain that the KJV 1611 page on Facebook wants an argument all the time. Well, that, yeah, so pretty much. Like,
2: they don't even typically. I got, I finally got kicked off of it. So,
5: well, good. I'll, tell
2: you, the,
0: I'll tell you the truth. I used now to I'm love, dealing with another page. I used to love debate, right? I used to love debate. And then as I started seeing, like, this ain't good. This ain't healthy. So I started paying attention more. And as time went on, i I don't like debate as much no more, man. I like I like those moments where you get to put some seeds into the ground, man. We just get that those moments to talk to someone,
4: I'm catch the say, people
0: that are being hurt. I'm That's
2: gonna say this, to...
0: Micah. What?
2: There's times where it's meant to have, it meant to be. It's meant to happen. How many people have kind of? I ain't going to say followed us, but like started, you know, asking us questions because of us going head on to other people. And they just had yeah, to that's be what I'm, saying. I'm saying, saying I used to love... It's no coincidence.
0: No, I'm saying the thing is that I used to <laughs> I'm love... I'm saying it. that
2: yeah. don't... It At that point, it ain't even about a... To me, anyhow. I, I understand your point, but to me, it's not even about a, a love doing. I enjoy doing it because it sharpens me because there's times where I could go say the same thing 50 times and then I stumble upon somebody that actually knows a thing or two and they say mm-hmm. something and it makes me go back and research to where I have to come back with something even better than what I was bringing before. And it
0: sharpens well, me. That's why well, I said yeah. the other
2: day that the whole iron sharpens iron, that's not just, you know, two believers sharpening each other. That means that another person that is believing something different can sharpen you too because it causes you to go back and study.
0: Yeah, I understand that. I'm talking about though I used to that's why I used to spend the majority of my time is debate. That's all I wanted to do. But as time goes on, I'm realizing that's not not all I want like there's time and place for like I said. But
2: I, yeah, I don't want to spend all my time debating. I, I, yeah, that's uh, what I used to do that. You know?
0: I saw that this ain't healthy. <laughs> know, I used to constantly debate people on Facebook everywhere, everywhere we went to debate them. You know, and I was like, this ain't good. This is not, it's not a healthy thing to do. You know, there's like I said, there's like for instance when we did the thing against the Pharisee stuff, like there was a time to do it, and eventually I saw that I had to back off because so I was like, okay, now it's becoming unhealthy. People are getting mad. That they're just like, they're everyone's feeling just getting hurt rather than anyone, you know, we've already got the ones out that are going to come out, basically. there's ones that came out of it that, you know, felt bold enough to say something then. So basically did what we had to do.
4: But Having a debate and having a discussion is two different things.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, discussions are different. I mean, that's, discussions are healthy. That's what we should do. No matter if they want to call it a debate,
4: we can just have a discussion. With
3: that's all. I mean,
4: because when you go in, when you call it a, a debate, then it's already it's already set off on the wrong foot you're trying to prove something but to be humble and just go in there and say oh well you said this but have you ever considered this you know now I think that's more fruitful
5: well those are the that's the only way I've been able to have any kind of discussion is like this is the Bible and like this is what it says so I I mean I'm game for
4: any kind of thoughts that anyone might have absolutely that's what opens the discussions like if we can't talk about it and you just want to say I'm in a cult or I'm not a believer or you know, you, at that point, there's just no talk to that person because they have already got it clear in their mind that if they don't believe what I believe, then they're in a cult, or they're they're just not saved, or they're serving a
0: different god. Like I said, I I definitely agree with like exposing darkness, exposing things that need to be exposed for sure. I just think there's a time and place, but like like those little groups, still like that, man. I'm telling you, those groups are just meant to like destroy. I'm telling you. Like all sp- those, those like Facebook groups where they're like, you know, 1611 only or something like that, or Fast Satire, they're all just there to fight most of the time. So, oh, those, those groups are like playing church. That's all they're Yeah. But if you see yeah. something, you know, you need to call it out, call it out, whatever. But if it's like a, those pages, man, I'm telling you, those pages are literally designed to destroy each other.
3: Proverbs chapter four.
2: Four through nine, it says.
5: <clears throat> and this is actually Proverbs kind of, what? chapter four. What is it?
2: Yeah. Four
4: through nine. Oh, I love this one. I'll start
2: All right. with the read. when I was a son with my father, tender and precious to my mother, he taught me and said, your heart must hold on to my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words of my mouth. Don't abandon wisdom, and she will watch over you. Love her, and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Cherish her, and she will exalt you. If you embrace her, she will honor you. She will place a garland of grace on your head. She will give you a crown of beauty.
0: Every time it says get wisdom, I think of get get a rhythm.
2: Get wisdom. You won't I think it's only cash rhythm. every time. <laughs>
5: yes. Torah.
4: Is so that what we're talking about here, Torah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's wisdom. the wisdom. Be, yeah. Real quick, back in Proverbs 8. It starts out, it says, doth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of the high places, by the way, in the places of the past. Now, it's describing her as a she, but the church will go, the Lord possessed me in the beginning, in his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting in the beginning, or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, was I brought forth. Okay. And they'll like to say that this is Yeshua. I mean, I, I'll go all the way. I can read it all the way down to the end. But they like to say this is Yeshua right here. But this right here is actually John one one.
3: Yeah.
4: In, the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word. This is talking about His wisdom. Mm-hmm. To me, what do you think? I agree. Unless you're
5: talking to a feminist, and then Jesus isn't
4: a she. <laughs> right. <laughs>
5: Well I'm serious. Just, she, she's wisdom. eyeballing me, but I'm serious. This is one of the feminist arguments. Is what is it? The Proverbs eight about the wisdom is referred to as a she, and they latch onto that like a dog with the bone, and they're like, see.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I've but even heard it
1: say
4: that this is the wife of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: This is where it like I mean it says when when the heavens um, when he prepared the heavens. You start robot, So, When he said
3: Oh, I said when he
4: prepared the heavens, I was there. When he encompassed upon the face of the depths, I was, you know, I was there. When he established the clouds above, when he's when he uh, strengthened the fountains of the deep. So it's talking about the wisdom was there. Right. Yeah, it's the wisdom. Clearly. Okay.
2: What is wisdom other than every spoken word of the
3: most time?
4: Right. And here's where here's the King James people they'll say that well Jesus was there. He was right there. Wait a second. Your King James says the same was in the beginning with God. But the new translations say he was in the beginning with God. Now we got a problem. Is it he the wisdom or she the wisdom? (laughs) So that same word can be he,
2: she, it. (laughs) So you have,
5: you've looked at the Hebrew word and I mean,
4: is it.
2: Yeah. It can literally be he, she, it.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yeshua is a he, he's a man. Yeah. yeah,
5: I just meant like, yeah. It's one of those times where you, well, what does it originally say? Well, clearly the, 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 it's not very often that, you go to the word, even if it's completely different, like in the NIV and the KJV, you know, sometimes it's completely different, but it's the same meaning. Like it doesn't change anything about what it means. And which is what I point out on that KG, KJV page all the time. It's like it doesn't change the meaning of it. It's like whether one trans- transcript says this. Really big weird word, or the other really big weird word. It doesn't change the point.
4: I just think that in John one one, the word is the Torah is this It's his behavior. It's he addresses like it's his wisdom. Because so
5: John one one was talking about Jesus.
4: Well, Jesus became flesh, like he the word became flesh. Mm-hmm. So if the, okay. word, if the word is his wisdom, and the wisdom became flesh, and now we have Jesus. And then he lines up with the Bible of the prophecy about, I will raise a prophet like unto you, Moses. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak all that I command. Whoever shall not hearken unto my words, that he will speak in my name. So he's going to speak the words that of Yahweh in his name as if he's speaking them to me. That's like the word made flesh, you know, Mm. because here we have wisdom, you know, it's a, she It's talking about, um, talking about the commandments. You know, in the beginning of it, same thing with um, all through Proverbs, it talks like even Proverbs 4 says, Hear your children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding, for I give you good jo- doctrine for sticking out my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also unto, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words. Keep commandments and
1: live.
4: Or Proverbs three, the very verse first: My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace they shall add to thee. Psalm, Proverbs two: My son, if thou will receive my words. And have my commandment within thee, then thou shalt incline thy ear to wisdom, and I apply thy ear to understanding. So it's this commandments, it's this behavior that is wise. Because it grant it promises you everlasting life when you like Philippians says, Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, and that's part of our sanctification process, that we have to change our behavior ultimately mm-hmm. so we we have to look at our messiah and like hey okay that's how i'm gonna be like him you know and and that be that requires a change of behavior but the work the church will say well we're trying to work your way to heaven no the commandments are holy just and good if a man use it lawfully so the, yeah. the wise wisdom would that be else. God's. that Yep. And then that's the word made flesh. Yeshua. He's, he's the master of it. You know, he's the master. But in the beginning, with, you know, it, when it talks about he, you know, she, the the wisdom, it's like a mother to us. Almost. It's a nurturing thing. And then comes Yeshua, and he shows us how to do it. devil never seen it coming. Because he's too stupid. Oh, proud. Well, he's not stupid, but he's too proud. His his pride got in the way of his intelligence. Exactly. Well, I've been he's there wise. <laughs> yeah, and then, Everything, everybody's been there. Amen to that. Then, that sounds like my 20s. <laughs> my my life into my forties. <laughs> my goodness.
2: And then came Malachi three.
4: Oh, did you um, say Malachi?
5: Do what? I'm all ears, bro.
2: <laughs> Were we four through twenty four? Which. That's four through 24. Maybe I messed it up. Maybe it was supposed to be 424. Well, that 424. Three, there's no more. four twenty-four. three, yeah. I know right Might have forgot to add the four. No, for some reason it says 424. We'll just read all of three then. <clears throat> I'll start at the beginning. It says, <clears throat> See, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. Then the Lord you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant you desire. See, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who will be able to stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire and like a cleansing light. He will be like a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. Then they will present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord as in days of old in years gone by. I will come to you in judgment. And I will be ready to witness against sorcerers and adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the widow and the fatherless. That's important. And cheat the wage earner, and against those who deny justice to the foreigner. They do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts, because I, Yahweh, have not changed. You descendants of Jacob have not been destroyed. That's important. Since the days of your fathers, you have turned from my statutes. You have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you will ask, how can we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. You ask, how did we rob you? By not making the payments of the tenth of the contributions. You are suffering under a curse, yet you, the whole nation, are still robbing me. Bring the full tenth into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not ruin the produce of your land, and your vine and your field will not fail to produce fruit, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will consider you you fortunate, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Your words against me are harsh, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is useless to serve God. What have we gained by keeping his requirements and walking mournfully before the Lord of hosts? So now we consider the arrogant to be fortunate. Not only do those who commit wickedness prosper, they even test God and escape. At that time, those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. The Lord took notice and listened. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared Yahweh and had high regard for his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts a special possession on the day I am preparing. I will have compassion on them as a man has compassion on his son who serves him. So you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve God. How can we see that difference?
4: What did you say? How can we see the difference?
3: How can you see that difference?
4: By fearing the Lord.
3: How do you fear God?
4: Keep the commandments. Exactly. Keep the word. Do the word. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus.
2: Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen to that.
4: Yeah. But He He helps. He sends the Comforter. to help us with the, you know, with our, our sin and brings things to remembrance and
2: causes us to walk in the
3: commands.
4: Yeah. Allows us to have <laughs> conversations and yeah. He causes us to do that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Ezekiel
5: From time to time, I, I do like, I read Paul's stuff and I look it though. I look at it, and it does. You know, if you read it a certain way, yeah. I mean, it it clearly says that. Not clearly, but I mean, it says on the surface level that basically there's nothing you could do. That it's all good, and. And I, that that creeps in from time to time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess around with it. <clears throat> but like it 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 stops me. I, I get pause at the weirdest places where I'm like, no, no, that's like I you can't go wrong here. You can't go wrong with obedience. This is this. It's dumb to even think, you know. Doubt's going to creep in and all that stuff, but but to obey God, that's a good thing. Yeah, and like I
1: don't, yeah, und- I
0: think, I think. But there there is nothing you can do though. Sorry. That's going to give you the free gift of salvation. Mm-hmm. It's been given to you. It's a gift, and then you're just once again, it's evidence that you've been given a free gift. The gift. I mean, you can't earn a gift, but that doesn't mean you just go and make void of God's ways. So, I think you. So, this is where, well, that's where
4: people twist Paul's right. That's where people twist Paul's writings. Yeah. To their own destruction. Paul's not saying, "Don't keep the commandments ever like that no more." You're under grace. You know you know? Grace is God is showing you grace to help you get to the point to where you will keep His commandments. Because, he says, do we void the law for this faith? God forbid we establish it. Right. To establish the law, doing it. He says, really.
5: He he says the circumcision or uncircumcision count for nothing. Obeying the commandments is what counts.
2: Which that all goes Right. right back to Acts 15, by the way. Most of the Uh, writings of Paul where he speaks of the circumcision and stuff like that it all goes back to first of all you have to figure that it's not like the rest of the Bible where it's just you know consecutive progression it's these letters that are likely being wrote to the churches around the same time that are having these same issues with the same people that he was addressing that he called the Jerusalem Council together to figure out how to deal with and it was because of the circumcision party here's how I deal with Paul And I'm not saying that I don't like Paul. I'm not saying that I disagree with him or anything like that. But here's how I deal with him. If, you know, I read something, there's one of two possibilities. Either A, (laughs) Paul's false. Or B, he's saying something that I'm just not too familiar with in the Torah. So I have to set it aside. And I have to go and figure out what he's trying to relate to in the Torah. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to find something that he said that seems contradictory in the Torah, just expressed in a different way, because he's very good at articulating his words. Also, it's it's important to bear in mind that Paul didn't write all of his letters. This is why in some cases you'll see where he specifically addressed the people, and it was usually a much shorter letter, Um in some cases, uh, and you'll see him say things like, um, look at what great letters I have wrote, you know, or, you know, what large letters I've wrote to you, and there's one or two ways of interpreting that. It could either be a lengthy letter, <laughs> or he wrote in great big letters because he was hard of seeing, because of how many times he had done beat half to death. Um, and we know this from other, you know, passages in the Bible where he speaks of, you know, uh, if If it was possible, you know, that they would have plucked their own eyes out and given it to Paul because he
5: had problems
2: with his eyes because he had just gotten beat to death, (laughs) half to death.
5: That is an odd thing now that you mention it. Why would you pluck your eyes out to give to someone?
2: Because he was hard of seeing.
5: Mm, Right.
2: (laughs) He He was beaten almost to the point of death. And they had received him almost as like an angel, he says, like he was an angel. You know, I think. And then uh, it was grieving him because they were they were being, you know, turned away by these other individuals coming and saying, "Oh, if 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 you want salvation, you have to go and lop your stuff off right now. Otherwise, it, it's not accounted to you." And those are the same people that he speaks of saying they don't even preach Christ because think- they don't want to be persecuted.
4: I think that you're right about that. Like he, he's not, he's saying circumcision and uncircumcision is nothing but keeping the commandments because he's so tired of talking to these Pharisees, these Pharisees are going around trying to undo everything he's doing because eventually just like Acts 15, get them to abstain from these four things. Because as they hear once, were you guys not convicted about stuff as you, as you read and hear? Yeah. As you as you walk like I, uh-huh. I didn't stop baking when I when I first came into this and now I don't do it. Like as you hear these things, you start to believe them. You believe that this is the truth. You know? You believe I mean you just believe these things because Moses has yeah. preached in every synagogue on the Sabbath day.
5: And that's what well, All right, so Jesus tells us that the, most important commandments are the love your God, love your neighbor. Yep. Okay. So in Acts 15, when they said, we're going to require nothing else of you, but these four things, where is either one of those things Jesus said in that list of things?
4: Because well, they're, they're tra- were told well, Because they to-
2: fall under. Yeah, they fall under loving God.
4: They're trying to get them to start somewhere because what they were doing was they were going to like from fornication, they were going into these temples and, and having sex.
5: Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I know what what I'm saying I mean, is, is like, where, where, if, if that is, so, if it's all that was required of, of uh, Gentile converts, followers of Jesus is those four things. And, and that's all that letter meant period. Then where is the love in that? Where's the love for your neighbor? Right, word, Right, the whole thing. It's not. It's not there. You know. Right. So, yeah.
1: he's just trying explain to explain
4: it. Bad things, because after a while, they're going to read it and hear it. Abraham was not circumcised when he when he come in contact with the Lord. i was, I can answer. Yeah, he walked I was, I was, 25 years.
0: I can explain that. I can
4: uh, explain it too, but go ahead, Micah.
0: I know. I'm trying to get word and Hold on.
1: <laughs> so Acts
0: 15, right? Some them these four things. They go to the synagogue. They start learning. It's like those are the four things that just couldn't be done walking into that building. Like you had to stop these four things before you could walk up in there. And as time goes on, they start learning how to act. Because you don't just learn to get rid of pride overnight. You don't learn to not be selfish overnight. You start learning slowly and feel convicted through time. So it takes time, and back, and even to the Paul's letters thing that you're trying to talk about, as far as how confused it can be, he sums it up pretty good right here in Romans 3:21. Starting there, says, "But now, apart from the law, God's righteousness has been revealed, attested by the law and the prophets. That is, God's righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, since there is no distinction." For all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented him as a pro- propitiation. I can't say that word. Propi- propitiation. Prop- 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 I don't know why I can't say this word, man. Anyways, that word, okay? Through faith in his blood, To demonstrate his righteousness, because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness as, I mean, at the present time, so that he would be righteous and declare righteous, the one who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded by what kind of law? By one of works? No, on the contrary, by the law of faith. For we conclude that man is justified by faith apart from works of the law, or is God for the Jews only? Is he not only for the Gentiles? Yes, for the Gentiles too. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by, circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then cancel the law through faith? Absolutely not. On the contrary, we uphold the law. And then he goes on to the next chapter and says, what then can we say that Abraham, our physical ancestor has found if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to brag about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now the one who works pay is, is not considered a gift, but as something owed, but to the one who does not work, but believes on him who declares the ungodly to be righteous the faith is credited, credited for righteousness. We basically sum it up is he gave us a gift, right? He gave us a promise from Abraham, right? And what Paul's saying is no man can boast in his works, but nothing you can do can save you. That's not what saved you. What saved you was the righteousness of Christ and of Abraham from belief and from what Christ did, right? So nothing that you do or I do will ever save us. That's not what saved us. Once again, it's Christ that saved us. We just now try to do our best every day when we wake up in the morning to walk after Christ now. We try to do our best to follow him. He says, imitate me, right? Paul says, well, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if that's what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to walk as he did, and he kept God's commandments. So that's the only reason why we keep God's commandments is because we're supposed to do the same as he did. I mean, that's what it comes down to. We do the same as he did.
4: It's like Philippians
0: 2, two uh, 5, where it says let mine mind be in you. That was also in Christ
4: Jesus. Also, what were you reading from, Micah? I got
3: something Micah. to say, too.
4: Michael, what were you reading from?
0: I was reading Romans from 3. Romans 3 21 to Romans 4, something. Sorry, I'm doing my children. Uh, I'm sorry. In the in the end of Romans 4, it says, but for us
4: also to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. That adds to it. Here's here's
2: my explanation. Um, getting back to the root of your question, Seth. Uh, Therefore, in my judgment, we should not cause difficulties for those among the Gentiles who turn to God. But instead, we should write to them. That's important right there, too. We should write to them. And then what does Paul do? He writes to them to abstain from things polluted by idols. That's number one. What does that do? That shows loving God from sexual immorality. What does that do? That's loving God from eating anything that has been strangled. What does that do? That's loving God and from blood for from ancient times. Moses has, has had those proclaim him in every city and every Sabbath day. He has read aloud in the synagogues. So they're going to hear the rest of the law of Moses, the Torah, right? But let's go back through those because abstaining from Things polluted by idols, sexual immorality, eating anything strangled, and from blood can also be related as loving your neighbor. How? Because you're not doing those things in front of your neighbor. You're showing them, you're being the light. You're showing them how things are supposed to be done. You're not placing a stumbling block in front of them. That's loving your neighbor.
5: Right. Clearly that that was that was not the end of it. That's what I was. That's what I was saying.
2: Yeah. The very end of that, though, it says for from ancient times, Moses has had those proclaim him in every city and every Sabbath day. He is read aloud in the synagogues.
5: And the general consensus of that in the modern church and a lot among a a lot of scholars is that if they would have if that was enough, it would have worked by now. Yeah.
4: But all all those things are written in the Torah.
3: All those right. things are written in the Torah.
2: In the and that's Torah, the so- point.
4: You go here, you
2: go here, you go learn the rest of it. You just do these four things because these I I, I think I can agree with the, you know, you can't go to the synagogue and all that stuff, but I I, I If you're not openly doing those things, that wouldn't necessarily disqualify you from going to the synagogue, because it's just like Pharisees. They were outwardly righteous, but they did a whole lot of stuff behind the scenes that made them quite filthy. And they still went to the synagogues. They were the ones that made the synagogues, because the temple and the synagogue are two different places. Mm -hmm. But... If you do those four things, those are the things that they are telling you, like, this is how you show love for God. You're you're going to abstain from these four things. And if you can manage to do this and you come learn the rest of the Torah, you're going to eventually, you know, especially without the Holy Spirit, these other things are going to show just as prevalent as these four things that they had commanded to begin with. These were just common practices that they were doing. And they're very detestable to the Lord, so he's saying, or so they concluded, do these four things, and then go hear the rest of the words of Moses.
5: Well, that's what it sounds like to me. But that is a that is a tough tough sell. Um, <laughs> in the, oh, in no. for people that I, I mean, I was there. I was like, well, it, clearly, what he's saying is. That if they were going to go hear the law of Moses, they'd have done it by now. So, you know, and that was a very close minded view of what that actually says to me.
4: Now. (laughs) But if we if you show people that in the Torah, that those things are written in the Torah. Yeah, then, you know, what argument do they have? And if they say, well, I thought the law of Moses has been done away with. Well, why is Paul telling them to keep the law of Moses even after Yeshua has already died on the cross?
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Why is he telling Yeah. And this
2: is where they take other passages from Paul and twist them, you know, about how he became like a Gentile
3: to the Gentiles.
5: Right. Yeah, I just (laughs) wonder how deep that went. Like, did he actually go eat food no. that was that was unclean and you know?
4: No, And no. no. he said he says himself that he doesn't He imitates Christ. Yeah. Well, Christ didn't eat eat anything unclean. I think when he kept the law, that he's... that's why he says the only thing is the commandments. Hmm.
2: I think what he's saying there is. You know, uh, they're trying to argue
4: that uh, crickets like, why is he trying to teach Timothy (laughs) to keep? Why is Paul trying to teach Timothy to keep? Am I robot?
2: You were a second ago. I was sitting there and like you you paused, and I thought you were done.
4: Oh. No, I was like why, like, why is Paul trying to teach Timothy to keep the Torah in 1 Timothy uh, 1, 8 through 10? Yeah.
2: Discipleship. So
4: Yeshua is, is teaching righteousness. Righteousness is the is she that was with the Father in the beginning, the Word, you know, his behavior. That's his Righteousness. And Yeshua walked that righteousness out and was granted and glorified. Was He was the only one that's ever been resurrected by the Father through his obedience. And like you said before, obedience is important.
2: I believe what Paul meant by "for the Jews, he became like a Jew, is um, he leveled with them. He'd come down to them their level. Obviously, a Gentile, a new convert that's coming to the Father is not going to know the Torah like the back of their hands. However, a Jew would. So, for a Jew, it's easier to say, you know, do X, Y, Z because it's written in the law, and they know this. They go; they've already been listening to the to Moses being read on the uh, uh, in the synagogues every Sabbath. However, a Gentile is not. So he would typically level with them in a way that he could make them understand things does that make sense oh yeah this is why in romans uh which you could make the argument that romans was speaking to the the gentile converts um, in rome but i think this is why it, it specifically states you know those who don't keep the law are unable to um are unable to please God you don't see those exact words being specified in other uh, church letters but in Rome even if it was the Gentile converts they're going to know what the law of God is because they see all of the Jews around them doing just that (laughs) so either way you look at it I, I think that he's leveling to a level of experience so that he can relate to them and not confuse them or cause them to, you know, just, you know, outright reject him, (laughs) because they're like, this guy's too hard to understand. No, he levels with them. But that also causes an issue for a lot of churches these days, because they already think that the law is done away with, because that's what they've been taught. So when they read Paul, they use it as ammo, because they don't understand what he's saying. In no way, fashion, or form is he saying that the law is done away with. He's just speaking in totally different language than what they're used to. And that's how I say, I, me personally, I will sit something aside that Paul says until I go and study it out. Because one of two things has to be the case. Either Paul's wrong and he's false, which I don't agree with. I don't think that any of the apostles would have called him an apostle <laughs> if he was false. Um, or what I'm seeing is not what he's saying. If my interpretation does not line up with the rest of scripture, then my interpretation is wrong because scripture does not
3: contradict itself whatsoever.
4: Here's one for us. In Romans eight, it says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk mm-hmm. not after the flesh, but after the spirit, but they that Ezekiel walk 36. after the flesh, huh?
2: Ezekiel thirty-six. That always yeah. screams Ezekiel thirty-six.
3: can me go
4: For they, for they that walk after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. But they that walk after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is at enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. So here's the question: If a carnal carnal mind can't serve the law of God, what does a spiritual mind do? Let this mind be in you, that was also in Christ Jesus. <laughs> I mean, they they can't get away from these arguments. So you're telling no, me, so you. T- Telling me that the the behavior that Jesus did, you're telling me that that's wicked, that is bondage. You're telling me that God's law is bondage. I Boy, he,
5: never read that that way. That's awesome.
4: So if it's bondage, he 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 goes to he goes to the um um to the Israelites in Egypt and brings them out. And gives them the law. And said if you do these things you will be blessed. If you don't do these things you're going to be cursed. You're going to die. Then way down the road we got Yeshua doing all these things. And they still want to make the law a burden. And in some kind of form of just ickiness. You know. But who's the lawless one? Jesus is the righteous one. And he's doing God's law. And the lawless one is the devil, who doesn't want anybody to do God's law. So has twisted Paul's letters and they're getting people to think that the law is a burden and it's evil, and wicked. Yes, sir. That's the that's the whole whole gist of it. But it was given to the Israelites to bring him out of bondage. There was no problem, you know, him bringing the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. He split a whole sea open for him. It was trying to get. The behavior of the Egyptians out of them. That's why drop of the hat, they went ahead and made a golden calf. As soon as Moses mm-hmm. disappeared for, what, a day? You know? They right back to their old stuff. They went right back to it. But the law was given to them so that they could get that out of them. And it was righteous. That's why he's teaching, he's teaching uh, Timothy. He said, the law is not made for a righteous man. And then he goes through the, all these things, and it says, "And anything else contrary to sound doctrine." Well, the sound doctrine is Proverbs 4.2. two, um, for I give you good doctrine; forsake you not my law. Jesus says, "The doctrine that I in John uh, seven sixteen, the John, the doctrine I give you is not mine, but the one who sent me." Yes, sir. They cannot get away from it. If they're, they they try to do away with the law. Because the law will, sh- will reprove you. It's wisdom and instruction. But in, I think it's Proverbs 17 it says. But fool it says. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna misquote that one. Because right here, this is most of the churches today. It's Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs 17, I think. Proverbs one seven. It says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction.
2: That word, instruction, right there, is Torah.
4: Yeah, they despise. They despise it. They don't want to do it.
2: Nope. They want to make their own god.
4: They want to pick and choose which one they want to pull off the Torah shelf. Yes, sir. But it's if like they that library. If they like just let sound doctrine, they should be going through each one of them and applying them to their life. Yep. Because it'll it'll give you life everlasting. Because it'll make you, it'll, it'll, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. But the devil has people just deceived big time. But you can't do it without the Messiah either. He's the only I'm one saying, that can tell it for us.
2: <clears throat> Zechariah six. Go
4: ahead. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry.
2: Eleven through fifteen. We're almost done. I really want to read this Baruch portion because I, I couldn't just I, I couldn't find extra biblical text. Most of the time, I get my Torah portions from uh, three different places. Sometimes two, yeah. uh, depending on if they kind of just you know similar. I didn't have an extra biblical text, so I was just skimming through the Apocrypha, and I stumbled upon Baruch. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I can find something Baruch, or from Baruch to add to this. And I did, and I want to read that, but it's I'm waiting until the end. So Zechariah 6, 11 through 15. It says, Take silver and gold, make crowns, and place them on the head of Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. You are to tell him, this is what the Lord of hosts says. There is a man whose name is Branch. He will branch out from his place and build the Lord's temple. Yes, he will build the Lord's temple. He will be clothed in splendor and will sit on his throne and rule. There will also be a priest on his throne, and there will be peaceful council between the two of them. The crown will reside in the Lord's temple as a memorial to Hildai, Tobijah, Judea, I guess, and Him, son of Zephaniah. People who are far off will come and build the Lord's temple, and you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. This will happen when you fully obey the Lord your God.
3: Mm. Now we go to the Brit shop Matthew 9, 10 through 17. And it says, while he was reclining at the table in the house, many tax
2: collectors and sinners came as guests to eat with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well don't need a doctor, but the sick do. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests be sad while the groom is with them? The time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one patches on or patches an old garment with unshrunk cloth, because the patch pulls away from the garment and makes the tear worse. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins. Otherwise, the skins burst. The wine spills out, and the skins are ruined. But they put new wine
3: into fresh wine skins, and both are preserved. Mm. I like that one. That's
2: another issue with King James, because King James says bottles, and I'm here to tell you right now that you can put
3: new wine in old bottles, and it doesn't shatter. (laughs) Yeah. That's the that's rabbinical Judaism that wrote that. Okay, what I miss.
2: Um, don't put new wine in old bottles.
5: Old wineskins.
2: <laughs> King James says bottle though. Mm,
5: but I think that's incorrect.
2: I agree. That's one of the arguments that I use against it because it doesn't make sense if you use the word bottles. I could put new wine in these carboys outside and I have many times and they don't shatter.
4: Hey. And glass. Also, they they uh he did not I am for I am come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance.
5: Yep. Yeah. that's another up- source of contention.
4: First John three four. Sin is transgression of the law.
2: Transgression of the law. What are they supposed to repent of if they're not reading the law? Um,
4: <laughs> they're not hearing the law every Sabbath. When Moses is preached, then you're not hearing it.
2: Then you don't know that you're a sinner.
4: You can't walk into some of these churches and and have them read two verses and make an entire sermon off of it. That's out of context.
0: That's, yeah, that whole here
2: a little, there a little, line after line. That's, that's actually a bad thing if you read that text. <laughs> it says it causes them to stumble. That's what's being done today. Line upon line, you're a little, they're a little, and we sing some songs and we go home and we live like hell all week. Um, That's modern church humanity. <laughs> Just like uh, 2 Timothy 4. through it says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time for my departure is close. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. There is reserved for me in the future the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing.
4: On what day? Oh, great day of the Lord. <laughs> that's Lord. A, that's a, oh.
5: <laughs> the same day they're always talking about. Yep. <laughs> well, they're talking
3: right.
5: about Sunday. No, they're not talking about Sunday. That, that I know. <laughs> <don't. laughs> and he's not talking about Sunday in Revelation either. No.
2: There's... <laughs> so here's, Revelation 3, 13, says, because you have kept my command to endure, I will also keep you from the hour of testing that is going to come over the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold on to what you have so that no one takes your crown. It is again, the victor. I will make him a pillar in the sanctuary of my God and he will never go out again. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name.
4: So, he has a God.
2: Yep. Anyone who has a hear has an ear, should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Yeshua has a God.
4: <laughs> Yahweh. That's our God. That's like, that lines up with John seventeen twenty or twenty seventeen, where it says, "Do not touch me, for I have not ascended to my Father and your Father, and my God, and your God." But go tell my brethren. You know,
3: y'all ready for some juicy stuff? We're going to Baruch.
2: We're going to Baruch.
5: All right, I got to get a book. Three
4: nine four thirty seven.
2: This one's good. Already getting goosebumps. I think the whole book of Baruch is good. The whole book
4: is. (laughs) Oh, geez. That's a good one.
5: Going page one thousand five hundred and twenty-one. <laughs> All right, shoot.
2: The subheading is "In Praise of Wisdom." It says, "Hear the commandments of life, O Israel. Give ear and learn wisdom. Why is it, O Israel? Why is it that you are in the land of your enemies?" That you are growing old in a foreign country, that you are defiled with the dead, that you are counted among those in Hades. You have forsaken the fountain of wisdom. If you had walked in the way of God, you would be living in peace forever. Learn where there is wisdom, where there is strength, where there is understanding, so that you may at the same time discern where there is length of days and life, where there is light for the eyes and peace. Who has found her place? And who has entered her storehouses? Where are the rulers of the nations, and those who lorded it over the animals on earth? Those who made sport of the birds of the air, and who hoarded up silver and gold in which people trust. And there is no end to their getting. Those who schemed to get silver and were anxious, but there is no trace of their works. They have vanished and gone down to Hades, and others have arisen in their place. Later generations have seen the light of day and have lived upon the earth, but they have not learned the way to knowledge, nor understood her paths, nor laid hold on her. Their descendants have strayed far from her way. She has not heard of it in Canaan or seen it in Teman. The descendants of Hagar, who seek for understanding on the earth, the merchants of Moran and Teman, the storytellers and the seekers for understanding, have not learned the way to wisdom or given thought to her paths. O Israel, how great is the house of God! How vast the territory that he possesses! It is great and has no bounds. It is high and immeasurable. The giants were born there, who were famous of old, great in stature, expert in war. God did not choose them or give them the way to knowledge. So they perished because they had no wisdom. They perished through their folly. Who has gone up into heaven and taken her and brought her down from the clouds? who has gone over the sea and found her, and will buy her for pure gold. No one knows the way to her, or is concerned about the path to her, but the one who knows all things knows her. He found her by his own understanding. The one who prepared the earth for all time, filled it with four-footed creatures, the one who sends forth the light, and it goes. He called it, and it obeyed him, trembling. The stars shone in their watches, and were glad. He called them, and they said, Here we are. They shone with gladness for him who made them. This is our God. No other can be compared to him. He found the whole way to knowledge and gave her to his servant Jacob
3: and to Israel, whom he loved. Afterwards, she appeared on earth and lived with humankind. I pause there. Yeah, this is the rest of the next chapter too. There's already some a, a few characters though.
5: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, the giants. you got the giants. Great in stature, expert in war. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. You've
2: got um I would argue that uh the the giants and the individuals in Kane and Teeman. Uh, the ones who have not Isaac. learned the way, yeah. The, the ones who have not learned the way to wisdom, I would say that that's the unrighteous. Then yeah. you have Israel, who at this point, um, I believe they're already in Babylon, maybe, or they're going to Babylon. This is Baruch.
4: Also, in uh, three thirty-five, it says, "This is our God, and there shall there shall none other be accounted." of his comparison of him he hath found out all the way of knowledge and hath given it unto jacob this his servant Mm -hmm. and israel his beloved afterwards did show himself upon the earth and conversed with men yep so that talking about yahweh coming down because no man can look upon him and live or is that talking about agency
3: I would argue
2: agency, but I like the the separation there as well. His servant Jacob and to Israel. Jacob is usually I mean, his name was given Israel. Typically when they say Jacob or Israel, it's talking about the nation of Israel. But right. I think there's a separation there because it says to his servant Jacob, which would be Israel, his sons, you know, the same promise given Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, yada, 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 and to Israel. There's a separation there. I think right. that and I think that's important because that reminds me of Romans nine six. Not all Israel, not all who's, not all, not all who are called Israel are Israel. There's a separation. Israel, it's not about the bloodline per se. It's about who the promise is given to, and that's the uh, that's the argument that Paul was making in, in that passage as well. Uh, but yeah, so it's, we see a few characters there, and we see some. Some differentiation between how these two characters or, or or few characters act. First of all, the commands are given to Israel; they disobeyed. They're going into uh, Babylon exile. Um, then you have the other individuals that just they were never given the Torah and they don't listen, and they're wicked. <laughs> and we're going to see some more characters in the next passage.
5: How fun! It, it says here that. Baruch was a scribe and friend of the prophet Jeremiah during the prophet's struggle with King Jehoiakim Mm -hmm. and in the years following the first exile in 597.
2: So then they were already in uh, exile.
4: They were in exile in Deuteronomy. This is 609 to 598
5: B.C.
2: I was going to say, the only reason that I I wasn't sure, because I know that this is the scribe of Jeremiah, but Jeremiah gives a foreshadowing of the exile. And this is why Daniel, while they're in exile, goes back and reads Jeremiah to figure out how long they're going to be in exile because Jeremiah prophesied about it and it came true. That's just another account of a prophet Of God, the prophet Daniel, righteous Daniel, going and reading another prophet to figure out what God said. But let's just do away with that Old Testament stuff. We don't need that anymore. Daniel didn't have that mindset, and he was a prophet who God spoke to through agency, obviously. Angels came and talked to him. (laughs) And he still went back and read prophets
4: (laughs) because paul said that uh that thou has known the scriptures since thy youth and they're they're there to make that they can make you wise unto salvation unto salvation yeah so there was no new testament written there so what scriptures he's talking about
2: the old testament
4: tonight
5: it's the same thing jesus addressed when he said that you search these scriptures for salvation because you but it's these scriptures that lead you to me
4: that's right they lead us to him which is the he's the founder and finisher of our faith it says blessed are the patience of the saints who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ so if Amen. we have this testimony then we're doing the same thing he did because if if you didn't have the same testimony as the father he would make him out to be a liar.
2: Oh, oh,
4: but he didn't. If he says says that
2: they testified of him and we have to keep a testimony of him, that's the Torah.
5: Yes, There, there is definitely a connection. It says this part, the second part of this book is a remarkable, remarkable poetic treatise on wisdom, affirming both its hiddenness from all mortals and its identification with God's Torah.
2: Nice. I, yeah, I definitely think the Book of Ruth is phenomenal. Um, we're gonna read number four because we're gonna see some more characters. I like how this one starts out too.
5: <clears throat>
2: Remember, we were speaking of wisdom. We know that wisdom is the law.
5: Yeah, and, and it she, says, she is again.
2: She is the book of the commandments of God, the law that endures forever. All who hold fast, hold her fast, will live and those who forsake her will die that's not regular death that's the second death yeah turn o jacob and take her walk toward the shining of her light do not give gl- your glory to another or your advantages to an alien people happy are we o israel for we know what is pleasing to god take courage my people who perpetuate israel's name it was not for destruction that you were sold to the nations But you were handed over to your enemies because you angered God, for you provoked the one who made you by sacrificing to demons and not to God. You forgot the everlasting God who brought you up, and you grieved Jerusalem who reared you. We're going to see another character. For she saw the wrath that came upon you from God, and she said, Listen, you neighbors of Zion, God has brought great sorrow upon me. For I have seen the exile of my sons and daughters, which the everlasting brought upon them. With joy I nurtured them, but I sent them away with weeping and sorrow. Let no one rejoice over me, a widow and bereaved of many. I was left desolate because of the sins of my children, because they turned away from the law of God. They had no regard for his statutes. They did not walk in the ways of God's commandments or tread the paths his righteousness, showed them, Let the neighbors of Zion come. Remember the capture of my sons and daughters, which the everlasting brought upon them. For he brought a distant nation against them, a nation ruthless and of a strange language, which had no respect for the aged and no pity for a child. They led away the widow's beloved sons and bereaved the lonely woman of her daughters. But I, how can I help you? For he who brought you these calamities or brought upon you these calamities, will deliver you from the hand of your enemies. Go, my children, go, for I have been left desolate. I have taken off the robe of peace and put on sackcloth for my supplication. I will cry to the everlasting all my days. Take courage, my children, cry to God, and he will deliver you from the power and hand of the enemy. For I have put my hope in the everlasting to save you, and joy has come to me from the Holy One because of the mercy that will soon come to you from your everlasting Savior. For I sent you out with sorrow and weeping, but God will give you back to me with joy and gladness forever. For as the neighbors of Zion have now seen your capture, so they, will, so they soon will see your salvation by God, which will come to you with great glory and with the splendor of the everlasting. My children, endure with patience, the wrath that has come upon you from God. Your enemy has overtaken you, but you will soon see their destruction and will tread upon their necks. My pampered children have traveled rough roads. They were taken away like a flock carried off by the enemy. Take courage, my children, and cry to God, for you will be remembered by the one who brought this upon you. For just as you were disposed to go astray from God, return with tenfold zeal to seek him, for the one who brought these calamities upon you will bring the ever will bring you everlasting joy with your salvation. Take courage, O Jerusalem, for the one who named you will comfort you. Wretched will be those who mistreated you and who rejoiced at your fall. Wretched will be the cities that your children served as slaves. Wretched will be the city that received your offspring. For just as she rejoiced at your fall and was glad for your ruin, so she will be grieved at her own desolation. I will take away her pride and her great population, and her insolence will be turned to grief. For fire will come upon her from the everlasting for many days, and for a long time she will be inhabited by demons. Look toward the east, O Jerusalem, and see the joy that is coming to you from God. Look, your children are coming, whom you sent away. They are coming, gathered from east and west, at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing in the glory of God. Good one. I thought it was powerful. Zion, otherwise known as New Jerusalem. Yeah, she's there. That is a very important character in the Bible. Yes, it is. This, I there's so many cases where it speaks of like like look at look at the language there. That is, you know, you speak of like Mother Jerusalem. That's that's New Jerusalem. She hasn't given birth to any kids but she speaks to the people who will inhabit her as her children you know hypothetically <laughs> because those who inherit the kingdom those are the children of new jerusalem because you have messiah who marries her and you have the children brought forth are the people that end up dwelling in her forever she finally, after grieving for many of the prophets that speak about her grieving for not having given birth, even in the Psalms, she finally gets to give birth to her children. And that is the chosen people, Israel.
4: That's the nation that's born in a day. How is the nation? That's born? The, in the day? Yes, sir. Here's something else. In in 4.2, it says, "It says, turn thee, O Jacob, and take hold of it. Walk in the presence mm-hmm. of the light thereof, that thou mayest be illuminated. And that right there is is coming from Isaiah. Hold on, Isaiah two three, or it's two five, two five. Well, this is the one that says, "And there shall come to pass in the last days that the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established." But in verse five, it says, "O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord." Yes, sir. It's saying the same thing. You know, the light the light is the is what Proverbs says. Proverbs six twenty-three says, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. The light is the Torah. When God said, Let there be light, boom. <laughs> Maybe could be might be Deuteronomy 30
2: verse 19
3: oh sorry
2: Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 I have called the heaven or the heavens and the earth as witnesses today against you I have set before you life and death the blessing and the curse therefore you shall choose life so that you live both you and your seed who love Yahweh Elohim to obey his voice and to cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days. Notice the separation there. Your life and the length of your days. To right. dwell in the land which Yahweh swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Yitzhak, and to Yehob, to give them.
4: Go back to 14 where it <laughs> says, but the word is very nigh unto thee. In thy mouth and in and thy heart. Do it. Do it. So, yeah. Go ahead, Anna.
0: Um, what I was going to say is, I think it's really, I, I really like, how
2: they um always use something that people would understand like women a lot of women in the bible you know you hear about them being devastated because they are barren or can't have kids for a long time and yeah. like
0: he uses things that women or people would understand i mean i guess men too but um but that they would
3: understand and comprehend
4: yeah, Mom. Who were looked down upon those and days? Couldn't have children. Hmm? Upon. Right, and I mean,
3: even in now, it's hold
0: on,
4: and that's why Sarah was like, huh, I'm am I'm, I'm a hundred years old, or I'm going to have pleasure? Like, you're going to give me a kid, and you know, and she's Mother Jerusalem, she's barren right now." We're the wedding guests. Yeah. That's a marriage supper.
3: That's the end.